Hello, and welcome to The Health of Our Hospitals, a podcast brought to you by the Nebraska Hospital Association. I am Jeremy Norquist, president of the NHA. On The Health of Our Hospitals, we discuss current healthcare trends and policy matters with hospital leaders, other healthcare experts, and public officials. Be sure to mark your calendars for our 2022 NHA Annual Convention, October 19th through 21st at the Embassy Suites Conference Center in La Vista. NHA staff has put together an exceptional lineup of speakers talking about the key issues facing Nebraska hospitals today. We hope to see you there. Today, we're using this podcast to welcome Nebraska's newest congressman, Mike Flood. Congressman Flood was sworn into office on July 12th. Through the years, he's dedicated his life to advancing conservative values, growing Nebraska's rural communities, and creating jobs. Raised in Norfolk, Mike started working in radio in high school, a passion that continued through his time in college at Notre Dame and law school at the University of Nebraska. In 1999, he founded Flood Communications and grew the company from one Norfolk radio station into a statewide media network. In 2004, Mike was elected to represent Madison County in the Nebraska legislature, and in 2007, uh, his colleagues elected him the youngest speaker in the history of the legislature. This June, Mike won a special election to take over Nebraska's first district in the U.S. House, and he currently serves on the House Small Business Committee and the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. Before we begin, let's take a moment to hear from one of our trusted NHA Services partners. Hi, my name is Mike Delaney, and I help lead NHA Services. NHA Services is a subsidiary of the Nebraska Hospital Association, and we are committed to being the first resource to Nebraska hospitals and healthcare entities for workable, cost-effective solutions. Today, we are joined by one of our preferred business partners, Healthcare Transformation, and I'm excited to introduce their founder and CEO, Megan Nekrabecki. Megan, welcome. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks for having me here. So happy to introduce Healthcare Transformation. Again, my name is Megan Nekrabecki. I'm the founder and CEO of the company. And what we're doing at Healthcare Transformation is we are working to completely shift the way that care is delivered so that it's automated, standardized, and much more digital, right? So we're taking the information that clinicians and staff often have to repeat like a broken record over and over again across their patient population, we take that information and we automate it, standardize it, and digitize it into digital asynchronous video technology. So that's a fancy word for it's digital streaming video in healthcare that patients can watch at home or on their phones, on computers. They can re-watch it. They can watch it in their language. They can watch it with their loved ones. And we also use the technology to engage patients to take the action that we want them to take. And then ultimately we use the data and analytics to make sure that we're getting the financial ROI that we're seeking to achieve with our client organizations and for the patients and providers. And as you guys all know, I know you're all dealing with the labor shortage and burnout. And so this is just a huge win for the organization because it's a win for clinicians and staff that they don't have the burden of being on repeat and can be actually practicing individualized care. It's a win for the patients so that they can, again, like I said, get to rehear that information and engage and take the appropriate action to navigate care. And then it's a win for the organization because we think strategically about 
what content should be on digital streaming video, and then really use that to ultimately gain a financial ROI for the organization. So that's healthcare transformation. You can find us on the web at hctdigitalcare.com. So be sure to head over to the website and learn more. And then there's opportunities there to request a demo or schedule a call with us. Happy to chat more and share what we're doing with other health systems across the country. Mike, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Jeremy. Yeah, you bet. I think if there's anybody uh, that can critique my uh, radio voice and podcast voice, uh, it's probably Mike Flood. I'd take his uh, recommendations on on how to improve my delivery here for future podcasts. We're, Sounds uh, like you got it under control, Jeremy. <laughs> we're really glad to, to have time with you. And for those that don't know, I, I got to serve uh, for four years with uh, Mike when he was Speaker of the Legislature and have a, a great deal of respect for, for him and what he's done both for Madison County and now will be doing for the first uh, district in the House. So tell us about uh, your first uh, few days in Washington. You've been on the ground now for a month and um, how, how are things going? Well, it has been about a month. Uh, I've been spending my time visiting communities across the first district so I can hear directly from the people that I've been elected to represent. So I'm in the middle of my August recess, but uh, I have really worked hard to put together a good team. I'm pleased to say I have a very good chief of staff who's got Capitol Hill experience. Um, I announced uh, Deb Shore, longtime Lancaster County Commissioner uh, she's had 25 years in the Lancaster County Board. She's the district director and has done a wonderful job already. She'll help us uh, certainly serve people, the first district uh, with the headquarters there in Lincoln inside the Cornhusker Hotel. Uh, my first votes in Congress have involved a wide variety of hot button issues, uh, issues that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi have been pushing. And uh, most recently, I voted against what I call the Inflation Expansion Act, which will kill jobs, raise taxes, and increase inflation. So I'm um, excited to be on the podcast today and uh, uh, learn your questions. Yeah, the um, it, 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 it's interesting that, yeah, you came into uh, really a, a firestorm of, of issues right out of the right out of the box. And um, I, uh, after spending a few years on Capitol Hill, you kind of fall into those patterns of, of moments like that. And then moments where it's kind of down into the weeds on, on budget decisions and, and other um, things that maybe don't get quite the attention that uh, that's been on Washington the last uh, few weeks here. So talk about what your priorities are as you look ahead uh, to uh, November and your first term, uh, first full term after that. Uh, what uh, what are you going to try to accomplish for the first district? Well, first and foremost, um, working very hard to grow communities, both urban and rural, stand up for Nebraska's farm and ranch families, um, working to hold federal agencies accountable. Uh, right now, what I'm really prioritizing is getting to know my colleagues. There are so many more than the Nebraska legislature. Um, and while doing that, uh, protecting our conservative values, um, making sure that we're pushing back on Joe Biden's extreme liberal agenda, which continues uh, to make it difficult for Nebraskans to do business. Um, there was recently, uh, and you'll, Jeremy, you'll appreciate this, there was recently a uh, oversight committee hearing held on uh, basically targeting large lots all over uh, the first district, notably in Cumming County. And some on the House Oversight Committee think that we shouldn't have a feedlot with more than 170 cows. Wow. 
And so uh, you have to remember that there are people on either coast that see large animal uh, operations very differently than we do in Nebraska. And so making sure that I stand out to protect operations like that. That's great. That's great. And it, yeah, it's um, the one thing you, you learn in, in DC pretty quickly is that people that don't have experience in this part of the country just just don't quite understand um, our economy or how we do business around here and, and how, you know, a lot of that is very successful and, and, and positive and is the backbone of the country. And I always think Congress works best when we have, you know, people who kind of put the as much of the partisanship aside as possible. Obviously, there are important issues, but people who are really just representatives of their district. And I know you'll be uh, a great uh, voice for bringing Nebraska issues uh, to D.C. because there's no one else out there standing up for Nebraska than the people we send. So we need the most effective ones possible. At healthcare in particular, are there any anything you see on the horizon um, that that you think Congress maybe can can find a workable uh, solution on, or are there issues that that you've heard about from constituents in the healthcare space that you think need uh, more attention? Well, you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I talked to several hospital administrators as well. We just reauthorized uh, the telehealthcare um, yeah. reimbursement model, which uh, I thought was an important step. Uh, we learned a lot of things about uh, how effective telehealth could be during the, the COVID uh, pandemic. And so uh, as uh, the first district representative, I see a lot of value there. Uh, we need to make healthcare more affordable for Nebraskans. Uh, we can do that by reducing federal interventions um, in healthcare. For our seniors, we need to explore innovative solutions to help deliver better preventative care and to help them enjoy greater freedom during their golden years. I met with representatives at AARP the other day and talked about the epidemic of loneliness that I think mm-hmm. pervades a lot of folks in their um, more mature years and finding ways to keep them healthier and lead better lives and healthier lives. And the role that our hospitals and especially critical access hospitals mm-hmm. play in helping um, you know, deliver some of that preventative care. It's something that I plan to work on as a member of Congress. That, that's absolutely right. And yeah, you, you you came in and met with a number of our hospital leaders recently. And um, I think they, they were all um, interested in, in taking up that effort and helping work with you. Because if you, as you said, uh, we've been going down this path of encouraging people to, to age in place, age at home. Um, and, and with that, we haven't necessarily... Um, brought the communities together to support uh, the engagement with those, with those individuals. And, and we know we're, we're paying for it other ways uh, through our, through our healthcare system. And when you're out uh, on the campaign trail, knocking on doors, um, I would say fish fry, but it's not fish fry season um, yet in Nebraska, when you're talking to voters, what, what, what's on the top of their minds uh, across the first district? Well, first and foremost, federal taxes, spending, and inflation. Uh, it's harder to buy groceries at the grocery store because it costs more. Uh, you know, on the average, uh, gas is more expensive than it was when Joe Biden took office. Um, last Friday, that's the reason I voted no on mm. President Biden's uh, Inflation Expansion Act. You know, as the nation's economy slides further into recession, and now, you know, we have had two quarters of negative GDP growth. It's wreaking havoc on people's budgets. I, I've run into people that have said, I just have less money at the end of the month than I used to. And so that is something that I hear quite a bit about, obviously, um, immigration. Um, I have reason to believe uh, 
based on what I'm hearing from federal authorities that China is pushing fentanyl into Mexico and that deadly drug is making its way uh, into the United States and, and communities in Nebraska. And we need to do everything we can to not only get control of our border, but to address the, the rising use of, um, you know, all sorts of different opioid fentanyl. It's such a dangerous drug. Um, so I'm hearing about that. And, you know, more than anything, uh, people feel like what's happening in Washington right now, you know, that they don't have a say in what's happening. Obviously, right now, with the House being controlled the way it is, um, there's been a lot of bills that have made it through there that most Nebraskans disagree with and they want to see a change in November. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, our, our hospitals see the, the the downstream effects on on fentanyl and, and that uh, epidemic continuing to to. Uh, wreak havoc across uh, our communities. Uh, the inflation issue, uh, something obviously we hear a lot uh, from the health system uh, and hospital perspective, um, because inflation hits hits our our hospitals just like um, families at home and and kind of across the board. We just did a survey uh, of our hospitals and and costs are up anywhere from ten to fifteen percent uh, with when you include. Uh, labor costs, which you know means more money in the pockets of, of uh, individuals, but it means uh, hospitals have to find ways to to fund that. Um, and supply costs uh, are through the roof. Medication costs uh, for hospitals are, are through the roof. Thirty to forty percent increase in medication costs over the last few years. Um, so when you add all that up, it it makes a tough situation. So the inflation that we're seeing out there. Um, hitting hitting all sectors of our economy. So we we certainly hear that here at the hospital association, uh, you know, partisanship, which is a, you know, maybe a new word for you coming from the nonpartisan legislature. And, um, but it <laughs> seems to be, uh, seems to be maybe at a, at a, at a high level here right now. Um, you know, going back through history, maybe we've had worse times, but certainly it's, um, at kind of an all time high, what, you know, with your, uh, first month in, in Congress and, um, you know, time in the legislature. Any any thoughts on how we try to get the two parties to work together on the things the American people really care about? Well, one one of the interesting things about the House of Representatives is that it really is the people's house, and it's yeah. and, and you know, as somebody has worked in that environment, it it uh, ebbs and flows based on where the people are, and um, the party in power sets the agenda, and right now. There are more Democrats than Republicans, and they certainly set the agenda. Um, I've worked across party lines in the unicameral to get major priorities accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and while opportunities for bipartisanship seemly increasingly, seem increasingly limited, uh, I think it's good that people know that there are priorities that cross party lines, yeah. such as veterans' issues, uh, around which there are some opportunities to coalesce. We just passed the National Defense Authorization Act, Right. Uh, which was a uh, extremely bipartisan effort. It had $300 million in the bill for off Air Force Base, uh, which is desperately needed after the flooding in 2019 to keep those important missions there. Um, so I've seen parties work together. Uh, there are also some issues that obviously there's two very different opinions on. And um, yeah. I'm hopeful that my party is in the majority come November, because um, that will give us a chance to kind of slow some of this down and uh, find some compromises that, A, reduce spending and find ways to become more energy independent. But 
Um, I will tell you, taking to Washington what I learned in the Nebraska legislature over 10 years will certainly help me. I've talked to both Republicans and Democrats about Nebraska's unicameral and what we've been able to accomplish. And, um, you know, everybody's very interested in how that works. It's such a unique yeah. legislative body that uh, a lot of people have a lot of questions about it. But having been there for 10 years, I'm hopeful that some of that will rub off in the U.S. House of Representatives. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. I think we don't do a, a good enough job as a state touting. I know it's uh, touting our legislature and the, how how it can actually work when you tell people um, about this place that you know uh, people are elected on you know, non nonpartisan ballots and you have Democrats and Republicans chairing committees and working together. They think it's some mystical. Um, you know, Shangri-La land off, uh, not uh, not Nebraska. So I think we need to do a better job of continuing to talk about the positives on that. And, um, and you know, with our legislature, and you already said you're working on it in Congress, so much of uh, policymaking is building trust, uh, building trusting relationships with your colleagues, getting them to understand what's important for your district um, and, and so you can go to them and ask them for their support in the future. So the fact that you're already spending time, uh, building relationships, um, uh, is a, is a great sign in, in my opinion. Um, as we look to the midterms in the fall, uh, obviously, uh, you've got, got an election house elections are up every two years. Um, what do you think the, uh, you know, how, how are the political winds, uh, in this country blowing and, and what do you think, uh, uh, do you have any predictions for how the House and Senate will will look after November? Well, uh, I'm really focused on my race, obviously, to do the best job I can. But, um, you know, as I look at what's out there, I do think that there's an opportunity for uh, at least the House of Representatives to be under the control of the Republicans, um, the Republican Party. And what happens in the Senate is uh, anybody's best guess. But um, I do think that uh, being the majority will give me an opportunity to really advocate for the issues that are important to Nebraskans. Um, it's been a little while since we've been in the majority, and I know that there are a lot of members really looking forward to it. And uh, in talking to them, they share with me the stories of what can be accomplished when you're in the majority. And so um, I'm really on a listening tour right now to make sure I take to Washington what people you know, want uh, Washington to know and understand and accomplish. And one of those groups that I've been uh, interested in getting their feedback is the Nebraska Hospital Association yeah. and finding out kind of where our hospitals are. And, um, you know, we weathered the COVID pandemic better than most states. And I think in part, large part, because we all work together and all sorts of people um, in our in our hospitals did the heavy lifting and came right. to work when it would be easy to stay home and say, yeah, this is for the birds, but they came in and they helped so many people. So I am hopeful that uh, I'll be able to really uh, dig in on some new committees come January if I'm elected in November and work hard to represent everybody. That's great. Yeah, well, first, just uh, want to say thank you for the, the, the engagement you have had so far with the Hospital Association with our members. Um, had several members call or text and say, I haven't had a member of Congress reach out to me uh, directly in, in quite some time. So it's it's really refreshing that uh, Congressman Flood's already hitting the ground uh, within a few weeks here and, and making those those uh, 
uh, overtures to our members to to hear what you know get their their uh, side of the story of what's going on in their hospitals and um, you know we've as I mentioned before the inflation issue is is hitting them hard and and the workforce issue and I know you're leading you have led uh, trying to rebuild rural Nebraska both strong efforts in Norfolk and trying to attract uh, people. Um, young, young, younger individuals back to rural Nebraska, and and I know that's a, a passion of yours and something that uh, we want to work with you on because we know to have healthcare uh, services in rural Nebraska, we need to have uh, the workforce out there, and um, your your efforts on rural economic development are are critical for that. So we're we're really appreciative of of the relationship uh, going forward. We obviously want to have a, a continued strong relationship and hear what's on your mind. And we'll, we'll tell you what's going on with us. And um, I'm excited already to have met your staff. I know they're hitting the ground running. So, um, you know, we're, we're here to engage with you. So thanks. Thanks for being on our podcast today. Thank you very much. And uh, you did a good job with your radio voice. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So yeah. you can, you can send me some feedback later on, but um, uh, for our listeners, appreciate uh, everyone tuning in. And uh, we will uh, we will hear you or uh, engage with you here soon on a, another episode of the health of our hospitals. Thanks, everyone.